Hey family, peace. What's going on with you guys? So bear with me because it's early and I'm still grounding myself, but at the same time, I feel the need to put this podcast out. I'm drinking some tea, milk thistle tea, which is good for the liver. I'm doing somewhat of a liver detox, so it tastes actually really good. Anyhow, um, welcome. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Share, please. Um, I'm still debating my podcast name. I know I changed it to Valeria Spiritual, a spiritually enlightened impress but then i'm also thinking of putting back my nubian goddess so i might do valerie a spiritual a spiritually enlightened nubian goddess whichever way it goes anyhow i'll figure it out i'm sure it'll come to me so this topic is a topic that i have been needing to do for quite some time because um, it's important and it has to do with people, folks, humans, our mindset, our, um, our, our growth and development and things of that nature. So it's about, um, I'm, I guess I'll say, I'll name this topic, me and religion. Right. So the topic is religion and the topic is me speaking about my journey when I was in that world. And I start off by letting you guys know I wasn't raised in a religious home. My mother wasn't religious, barely, but she did try to keep a concept of God. And home at home, she did try to keep a concept of a belief system that she did do. And more than anything, you know, my background is Haitian, so the ha- the Haitian community tends to go towards the Catholic um, energy when it comes to religion. So I remember going to Catholic church churches, and I really didn't pay no attention to any of that stuff. I remember going through having to communion. That's really big in our culture. And I remember going through that through all those steps. But I promise you, when I was younger, I really didn't pay absolutely no attention to it. Mainly because I didn't understand it. There was a moment in time where I thought Martin Luther King was... um my God. And that might sound crazy, but when I was learning about him when I was younger and, you know, that part of history class came into play and the teachers talking about Martin Luther King and how he did this and he was a freedom fighter and he was about freedom and, you know, just, just, he seemed so liberating. I literally believed in that man so much that whenever I felt, um, whenever I felt like, I needed someone to connect with that could understand what I was going through as a young child, whether it be, um, 
whether it be some type of neglect or abandonment, just loneliness. I literally will talk to Martin Luther King. I really did. And so just to kind of give you a background on how my mindset was when I was younger. And honestly, me doing that, it created this freedom of me um, connecting right now. In my mind, I thought I was really talking to this man that had passed away. And I thought that his spirit, his energy or something was listening to me. I really felt that in my heart. And in my mind, I, I did that. I spoke to him. Uh, I think it was a picture. Like I would look at the picture. Like it wasn't a white Jesus. It was literally Martin Luther King. So anyhow, um, so moving forward, you know, I, I didn't, so I didn't grow up with the concept of having religious religion thrown at me or anything like that. But again, we went through the steps of, you know, um, the Catholic religion, the communion, the, the drinking of the, the blood, which is the wine, and or drinking of the wine, which is the blood, and eating of the body, the flesh, which is the, you know, that whole communion. I went through that several times. So, um, and it didn't do anything for me. Like, I don't, I don't remember when I was doing those things, like, it, as if I felt um, con more connected to something. And this is when I was younger. If I felt more connected to something was, like I said, speaking to Martin Luther King. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just thinking about that. It's just so interesting. <laughs> so anyhow, so life goes on growing up and I go through my journey of just becoming a person. And then there's a moment in time where I was, um, going to church regularly with, and now I'm like a, I guess I could say I'm a, I'm like 16, 17, around that age. <clears throat> and, um, I started going to church with my friend, my best friend, and I won't say her name, but if she ever hear this podcast, I know she know I'm talking about her. I used to go to church with her a lot, a lot. And, you know, just learning. And it's funny because even growing up, at that time, going to church, it was just, it was kind of like something to do to get away from home and just kind of to communion with my friend and her family and eat food. Cause the church, the churches we used to go to used to have like a lot of food. And I remember going and like, oh, we going to eat some food. It's so funny. <laughs> Anyhow, that's like that episode in Martin when they, Martin Moms was giving the money to the pastor and Cole was like, some of the churches be having some food, like the good food. Yo, that's so true. That good fried chicken. <laughs> Hilarious. So anyhow, um, yeah, so that's really how it was. I was going to church with her, with her family dressing up and, you know, in, in, in the communion, it was, that's just what it was. It was, it was, again, it wasn't nothing where I, um, I felt totally connected to when I was around that age, it was just something to do. Um, I realized though, as I got older and life became more challenging, the subconscious programming that was happening of me going to the church, um, 
it definitely penetrated and surfaced to the conscious because when I got pregnant with my my second son, when I got pregnant with my second son, I was heavily going to church. You know, around that pregnancy, I was heavily, I mean, heavy, like always going to church. I always felt the need of a savior all the time. I, I always felt that I needed a savior. I always felt that it, I needed someone to save me. And the way I was taught and the way religion is taught for the most part is that there's Jesus is your savior. You know, he is your savior. That man, that entity, that being, whatever you want to call it, he's your savior. You have to go through him to get to the father, right? And the father, you know, only accept you if you go through Jesus, which is the savior. So I... I definitely gravitated to that concept because in my personal life, I was going through a lot of trials and tribulations just in general. I won't go into full details of that, but there is a moment in our lives where we don't know what to do with ourselves. We don't know how to be. We don't know. We just lost. And with being lost, you don't know who to connect with. You know, you don't, you just don't know. And so around that time I was going through, you know, those moments of feeling lost, those moments of feeling, um, unprotected, you know, those moments of feeling like it it was just a, a feeling of needing to be connected to something, you know, someone protection, you know, love, God knows love was, you know, was the, was the topic, was the main source, right? But I seeked going to the church all the time. I was one of those people that I had the Bible in my hand. The ba- the Bible was in my, my bag. <laughs> Scriptures, yes, let's go to a scripture. I was one of those people that I read the Bible and from the beginning to the and if I'm not mistaken, I was one of those people that highlighted my Bible and and I believed in every word and every and everything that was being said. And and even the Old Testament, you know, I was trying to understand the concept of the New Testament. And and then I even understood why did it why eventually one became the other, you know, why the Old Testament was just man and God and the New Testament was a middleman, which was Jesus. And for the most part, I was just like, okay, this is what it is. I'm going, I'm going along with it because it was making me feel comfortable. And there was moments in time that I actually did feel liberated. And I, I felt happy, you know, because I connected with Jesus. I connected with the Bible. I connected with reading and I felt happy. And, you know, constantly, you know, running to the church. And I mean, I remember one day I had to go to church and I couldn't get there. Like I didn't have no means of transportation to get into church. And I remember crying <laughs> like I cried. And I'm, I'm, this is not teenager Valerie. This is, um, in her twenties, Valerie, probably, um, early, early twenties, mid twenties, maybe I cried. I literally cried cause I couldn't go to church. I cried because I really 
felt that I needed to go connect with God, connect with Jesus. Another thing was about me in the church is that I strongly believed in prayer. I was, I, w- I would pray. You couldn't tell me nothing about praying. I will pray. And I would pray to a point where I knew I was moving mountains, you know? And I would, I believed in the prayer. I believed in what I was saying. I believed in the breakthroughs that was needed. I believed in the covering and the pleading the blood. And I believed that that blood was really protecting that person or myself. I believed in it. So when it came to praying, I was a prayer warrior. I'll I'll pray. I'll pray for you and your whole family. I'm going to pray. So anyhow, the more I got, you know, um, involved in going to church and enjoying the whole energy of religion and all that good stuff. And eventually I became active. Now, I'm bringing you to I'm bringing you guys to a place where okay I, I started off with like I say younger not really paying no attention to it yada 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 and you know the Martin Luther King okay and I was Catholic and then to me being a teenager going to church with my friend because you know it was just a thing to do getting out the house hanging out with my friend okay and then I got into being uh uh when I became a mother you know my firstborn. With my um my firstborn son, I was was I in the church? I was in the church, and my middle and my middle son, I really was like hard body in the church. My firstborn son, I wasn't in the church as much, but my middle son, I was in the church a lot, and so where literally, you know, um, he was somewhat raised in the church, you know, at a younger age. I'm talking about my both of my sons actually. Anyhow. So I'm saying that to you to say that I became active. Now I wanted to join the sister circles. I wanted to communion with the people that was in the church. I wanted to be part of that community. I wanted to be part of the, you know, spreading the word and and just whatever it is to be a missionary for Christ and, you know, letting the people know that that is the answer. I I became active to a point where I would I would um, be in these circles and, you know, just commune and, and converse and talk to other people about the love of Jesus and everything like that. While I'm going through connecting and feeling um, the importance of the communion and the congregation and, and fasting, my goodness, my first experience in fasting, I did a three-day fast. I think it must have been around Easter or something. It was a three-day fast. And when I say that was the first fast I ever did in my life, and it was so liberating because I I understood that I had to, um, you know, sacrifice the flesh, meaning don't eat anything for the most part. And, you know, I think what we were doing was just drinking tea or water or something like that. And the mo- the main thing was probably eating candy or something, you know, something, something like that. But I remember fasting for three days. It was like a weekend and it was tough, but I understood that while I am letting go of whatever it is that I have to let go of, 
the void had to be filled with something else. So I was reading the Bible a lot. I was doing a lot of praying. So I understand the concept of, you know, when you fast and even generally now when we detox or we doing a fasting of our bodies, it's good to, you know, feed your, your soul, your mind, your spirit with good literature, whether you're teaching yourself something, self-care, whatever it is, you have to fill that void up with something that's going to be beneficial. So I, I definitely learned that. And I remember coming out the fast, walking out the church, and I, I looked down the block and <laughs> it was as if everything was so clear, like crisp, like crispy, clear. Like it was just clear. Everything was clear. Everything was precise. It was just so perfect. And this is in Queens. It's not like I'm in an area where... Um, you know, everything like trees. I'm in Georgia now, so you see trees and the sky and all the. No, I'm in the hood, so I see buildings. But even I'm seeing buildings in the corner store and everything like that. And it still looked perfect. And it looked perfect because I understood, or at that time, I, I relinquished whatever it is that I need to relinquish out of me. And I was feeding myself the word of God, right? And it worked and I enjoyed it. And I and that's why something that's why to this day fasting is something that I would do. Now I may struggle with it now. I'm not gonna sit there and act like I'm perfect about that. But I really I really get that concept. And it and it, it's actually a very beneficial one. So okay, so that's just, you know, a, a tidbit of my experience, right? So now again I'm active and you know, I love the Lord and Jesus is my savior and God is to God be the glory and all that good stuff. All of a sudden, I started to wanting to um, not even I started wanting to. It was more like I, you know, okay, so now you got the pastor, you got the his wife, you got the children, you know, those are the, uh, those, you know, when you look at the pastor and the wife and everything, you're looking at them like they're like this great people and they're just so important because they are delivering this message from God and <laughs> they're delivering this message and it's like profound and it's great and and it puts you in this this mindset of just liberation and when they do the altar call and you're just going to the altar so like so now you got that whole pastor the deacons and the and just you know the the group right so I remember when I used to say hi to the pastor's wife and she wouldn't say hi back <laughs> I remember when I would um, speak to certain women in the church, and I didn't get that welcoming feeling, not not from all of them, but there was a moment in time that I didn't feel welcome, even though I'm there, even though the word of God is being taught, even though I'm looking at these individuals like, you know, you're, you are a very special person because you are a messenger, you know? So I looked at these people in, in such a great, um, aspect, like, oh my God, they're so great. Anyhow. Yeah. I started to get rejected from the people, you know, I was getting rejected 
And so that kind of messed my head up because <clears throat> I'm like, how am I getting rejected? Like, that's weird. Like you, <clears throat> it's like you brought me here. You brought me to this place in my mind. This is how I'm thinking. I'm not even thinking that I brought myself there. No, I'm thinking this person brought me to this place of liberation and loving God and loving Jesus and loving and loving and loving and loving. Right. So I'm literally having this mindset. So when I get rejected, I'm like, how are you? You don't want to say hi to me. Like, that's awkward, you know? And so I was going through that and I started processing it. Like, this is, this is different, you know? And it, it hurted me a lot. It hurt me where I couldn't understand why somebody uh, that I thought was just so great and they're so, you know, their messages are so profound and it, and it brings you to a place of, of closer to <clears throat> source to God. You know, why is this person of these people acting a certain way? Ridiculous. Right. And then you start hearing stories of, you know, fornication and just all types of stuff that's going on in the church. Right. And now I'm one of those people or at that time was like, if you're talking about God and Jesus and you're talking about the worship and everything, you got to live your life a certain way, you know, like they tell you to live your life a certain way. So there was a moment in time I was real strict with that. I can't fornicate. I can't backslide. You know, I can't. Nope. God doesn't want me to be this way. This is not good for me. And I, and that, and to be honest with you, I don't even know how that, I don't even think that helped me to be, it just kind of created such a friction with me and the people I was dealing with. And it, it just caused a lot of friction and it caused a lot of judgment, right? Because when you have that mindset of, oh, I can't be this way, I can't do that. And that person or the people that you with is like, yo, like, what are you talking about? Like, um let's go hang out or whatever. Or if you're in a relationship and, you know, and the, you know, and all of a sudden you was having sex, like all the time you get into the church, it's like, oh, I can't fornicate. <laughs> and fornication means, you know, you can't have sex before marriage or something. So, so that person looking at you like, what in the world is wrong with you? You're bugging, right? So anyway, um, I had this type of thing about me because I felt like, no, I can't be this way. You know, the, no, I have to be, what would Christ do? What would Jesus do? You know, <laughs> it was, it's so interesting. So anyhow, yes, you get to hear about the people in the church. You get to hear about the story that's going on and you get to learn that they are not living the life that they are preaching. And so once that started to get into my psyche and, you know, little secrets was coming out here and there. I started looking at everything a little bit different, like, hold up, you know, now I had to take away the whole mindset of what am I really doing and what am I doing it for? I remember talking to a sister in a church. She's a deaconess and she, I, I love her dearly. She was, she's a great woman and she helped me out a lot. So there's definitely a lot of pluses. There's definitely a lot of positives being in the church. There's people that, that are there for you. So don't misunderstand this, um, 
my conversation by saying the churches are all messed up. I'm definitely not saying that because there's a lot of things that I have learned being in the church that kind of help who I am now and even in my walk, my spiritual walk. So just, just, you know, know that. Um, so this particular sister, I came to her and I told her about what I was experiencing and everything like that. And she told me, she was like, well, you're not supposed to worry about people. You know, those are just, you know, they're people, they're humans, you know, like, you know, like they're not the ones don't worry about that. Just do you. So, you know, just get the message and move forward. Okay. So, and you know, for the most part, I did that, but when I started doing that, I started questioning everything. I questioned everything. I questioned the reason why <clears throat> people were spreading this, this um, knowledge or this information and why they weren't living according to what they were preaching, according to what they were teaching. That really, that really had me going. Then I also remember this particular day was the last day that I went to a church. My last, my very last day. I remember going to church and um, the, the, the speaker at the time, she was, she's a preacher, very powerful preacher. You know, and one of those preachers, one of those women that when they start speaking, their voice becomes heightened and you can feel the passion of how much they love the Lord. Right. And it makes you go, yes, <laughs> yes, Lord. You know, she was one of those. And I remember she was, um, she was speaking. Now, this particular woman, I also know some of the things that happened in her home. Because another thing about the church, they gossip. <laughs> the church gossip. They do. They always talking about somebody. It's, it's, they gossip. The, there's a lot of gossiping in the church. You talk about this person, talk about that person. You're going to find out something about somebody in the church. First of all, when you... um. When you get to that place of um, altar calls and you, you know, professing whatever it is that you want to relieve yourself from. And, you know, you have these circles where you talk about your experience in your life. Shit. Guess what? Apparently people talk about that and tell other people. It's one thing to talk about it within the circle and you keep that communion going and you keep that um, privacy. But no, that privacy wasn't being kept. So obviously, you know, the, the chatterbox, the chatterboxes are there. So there were some things that I knew about this woman and... And it wasn't, a, it wasn't good. It wasn't, not that she was a bad person per se, but she was going through some stuff just like everybody else. She had her struggles and so forth. And, you know, and that's, that's what that was, right? Okay, fine. So now she's preaching and I'm sitting there and I'm, and at this time I'm, I had already went through the, the series of like, oh, you know, people are phony or acting funny. I already went, I'm already, you know, I had already went through that experience. So now I'm already kind of feeling like, ah, you know, but I still love the Lord. And so I'm going to still come to church and still show good faith of um, being present in, in, in the word of God and in, in, te in the temple, right? So I, I'm, I'm in church. When she started speaking, I don't know what spirit came over her, but she literally, like, 
condemn the entire church. She literally was throwing bricks and machetes and she was just throwing fireball, fire bombs. She was throwing all types of negativity. Like seriously, she was like, you're going to go to hell if you don't do that, if you don't do this. And if you like she, it was just, and it wasn't even like one of those get right with yourself type shit. It was one of those, you're fucked up. So you're going to go to hell. (laughs) My goodness. It was one of those. It was one of those. You ain't right. So you going to hell. Right. And it now, so I'm like, what am I like? It did not resonate with me at all, you know. And then you you do got those messages like, if you don't do this, you know, this would happen. This was the you're doing that, so this is gonna happen. And I sat there and I was just like, yo, what in the world? And then mind you, I this things about this woman that I I have heard and so forth. So I'm like, yo, she's bugging. She's bugging. And I, and I thought to myself, it didn't even resonate with me because I was actually at a very good space mentally with myself. So mentally and emotionally, regardless of the experience with the people, I had came to a place of knowing that I had to know God for myself in a way where it wasn't about people because the way I was, the way it was taught before, it was like I was given so much reference to the person that was teaching. Now, not to say that I would worship the people, no, but I was just so grateful to the people that, 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 um, that served the purpose of the message. I was grateful to those people. So when those people rejected me, I was just like, what? So it's not like, you know, I I thought they were the word. No, I was just appreciative of what they have done, right? I, I understood the word for myself and I understood that, you know, God loves me, Jesus loves me. I, I understood that. So when I went to church that particular day and I and this message came, I was at a part, I was at a place where I was actually content with myself. I was at a good space mentally, emotionally, spiritually with God, you know, and shit, I could say with Jesus in my mind, I felt good. You know, I understood that these are humans, you know, we, you, you, we all fall short X, you know, whatever, whatever. So when she said that, I was like, no, this, this is not for me right there. It it didn't resonate. And I couldn't even understand how me going to church to get the word of God. And I'm as, I'm such at a good place, like a really good place, you know, like I said, emotionally, spiritually, and, and, and so forth. And I hear that message and I said, oh no, this, this is not for me. So anyway, that was my very last day of going to church. That was it. I was like, all right, I'm good. I felt like that was, um, it was time for me to go, obviously. So I left, I left the church and then I started, you know, learning different, you know, I, I think at the time I started learning about, um, the Jewish faith. I think it was the Israel Israelites, you know, I dabbled a little bit in that. And as I'm dabbling in that, I'm still going through this thing of what am I doing? You know, what am I looking for? 
who am I looking for? And um, how is this helping me? And then I started doing research of, you know, the just the literature. And I started understanding that, you know, the Bible was written by man. And I'm like, well, how do we know this is um, truly the word of God? You know, I just started questioning a lot, a lot. And I started questioning it where um, I felt like I needed answers. I felt like I needed answers. So I'm going to actually make this like a segment, right? So this will be a part one. So I'm going to actually close out right now because there's more to the story. And if I keep on talking, I'm going to go into like an hour and some change. And guess who don't want to do that? <laughs> yes. So I rather do a part two of this um, segment about me and religion. And so, and it will kind of bring you to where I'm at now in my life and why I choose to use the word spiritually you know, or spirits and just the things that I understand in that world as well. So thank you for listening. Um, I know I cut it off pretty short, um, but there's so much is I'm just sitting here as I'm because I'm freestyling this guys. A lot of time when I do these podcasts, it's like, boop, you got to start talking about X, Y, and Z. And so I'm like, okay. And I do it. And so as I'm speaking, I'm like, shucks, there's more to this. Right. And so Again, to to speak more would be time consuming and that's fine, but I want to drink my tea and go back into listening to some other things that I'm listening to, right? Part of my growth and development. So um, once again, thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to have a part two um, and be safe, stay safe, be in an alignment, um, seek the light right? Seek the spirit of light, you know, ask the spirit of light to be with you. And, um, I speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening. Share. Okay. Share this podcast and let me know what you think. Speak to you soon. Peace.